Rabbi Yisai, welcome back. Coming to you at the end of another productive week, Baruch Hashem, a busy week, an amazing week that we spent here together in the uh, beautiful community of Somerton. Beautiful week, but a, a uh, week that's ending. A lot of chaos out there, a lot of turbulence, uncertain times, scary times, times that we have to be involved, times that are times that command us. We have to be getting the signs of the times and the messages of the times. And for the time being, let's focus on Bayakel. Maybe we come back to current events, perhaps. Bayakel. Um, <clears throat> obviously, most of Bayakel is about the Mishkan. That <clears throat> affords us an opportunity uh, to get back to some unfinished business. We left some, uh, some questions hanging a couple weeks ago to Tzavah. To Tzavah, we were talking about the Big Day Kahuna. And we were aiming on the fact that the Pasuk back-to-back says different descriptions, different definitions of what the Big Dekuna are. We talked about the Aphoid, how can the Torah starts with the Aphoid first. Generally, we, we assume, expect, and understand that when the Torah gives us all the order of the Kalim, like in the Mishkan, in Parshish Truma, goes from the Arnkaidish to the Kruvim to the Kapiris, and then we moved outward, moved to the Menorah, to the Shulchan, and then to the Menorah, to the Mizbech, the Mizbeach. So we clearly start with the most chash of a kli. We move to the kalim, you know, that, that are, are, are uh, one degree below. We start with the spitz. We start with the focal point. We start with what the Mishkan is all about. And that's, of course, the Kruvim, the Arn Kaidish, the Kaidish HaKadoshim. We mentioned two weeks ago about, it's, it's interesting, it's a little bit anomalous then, incongruous, that when it comes to the Big Dekuhun and Tetzabu, we start with the Eifoid. The Eifoid, we wouldn't think that's the spitz, that's the focal point, that's the Merkaz of the Big Dekuhun. The Merkaz, we would think it's the Chayshin, it's the Chayshin Mishpat. With the, the Avni Miluim, the Urim Vatumim, the piece of cloth that had, that had, that had uh, God's 72 letter name written over there. And that certainly would be the parallel of the Kahuna to the Arn Kaidish by the Kalim, right? The Chayshin is the Big Kahuna as the Arn Kaidish is to the Kalim. And yet we don't start with the Chayshin, we start with the Ephod. So we dealt with that as well. We dealt with that at length in Tetzaveh. We dealt with the seeming contradiction. Dualistic elements of how the Big Day Kuhn are described in one Pasuk, Moshe is being told to make them for glory, for splendor. Another Pasuk is being told to make them to elevate the Kayanim, to upgrade the Kayanim, to sanctify the Kayanim. So we dealt with all this at length. We're going to touch upon some of these points again tonight, but just at this point in the Shear, so for those of us out there in our live audience, those that we're Zaykhid to have over here in Zoom space, all our, our wonderful in Zoom space, and of course everyone, our longtime listeners out there in WhatsApp land. At this point, it may be Kadai just to uh, remember and review the, the, the basics, the Rashi Prakim that we had two weeks ago in Tetzave. Um Review and refresh and recap. But in, in any case, we're, we're, we're looking at Vayakal this week, but we're looking at picking up on one of the threads that still was left loose, so to speak, one of those loose threads from the threads of the Kaihanim of the Big Day Kahuna. And that was a question that we asked two weeks ago, which was the stones themselves and how the Torah terms and describes them. The stones on the shoulders of the Kain Gadol, the stones on the breastplates, on the chest of the Kain Gadol, are called, respectively, the Avne Chayshen and the Avne Miluim, the, the shoulder stones and the stones, of the, the filled stones of the Chayshen, of the breastplate. And the Torah tells us, in addition to that, they were Avne Zikaroin, stones of remembrance. Stones of remembrance. These stones are stones of remembrance. Why? Because these stones have upon them etched the names of the Shvatim, Ruven, Shimon, Levi, etc., and Avramitok and Yaakov, Chazal tells, their names were also on there. And they're, they're stones of remembrance, 
What does it mean they're stones of remembrance? Abnezi Karon. Sepasik says the following idea. The question is, what do we do with this idea? It says, both places, by the Avni Choshen that are on the shoulders and the Avni Choshen that are on the Choshen, the Avni Miluim, Avni Zikarn Levnei Yisrael, they're stones of remembrance for Kla Yisrael. And Aaron will wear on his chest the names of Klal Yisrael before God forgot to remember Klal Yisrael. So they're for God's remembrance, forgot to remember Klal Yisrael. And the stones in both places are described the same way. That, that was actually, I was reading right now from the Avni Chayshan on the shoulders, and it says by the Avni Milum as well. <clears throat> Aaron shall bear, shall carry the names of Klai, so the names of the tribes, the Chayshan Mishpal Alibo, and the Chayshan Mishpal, which is on his heart. When he comes to work in the um, Sanctorum, I guess if the Chayshan Mishpal is the Sanctorum, Sanctorum, so the Chayshan is the Sanctorum, right? The Sanctorum. The Sanctum. Okay. Whichever. Something like that. One of these funky words. Um. Lizzie, he will, when, he, when he will come to the Kodesh, he will wear these stones with the names of the Jews, of the tribes. Again, for Hashem to remember. That way Hashem will remember the Jews. And the question that's been left hanging from two weeks ago is, what does that mean for Hashem to remember the Jews? And when Aaron doesn't wear them, Hashem forgets the Jews? Hashem doesn't remember the Jews? Hashem doesn't forget anything. We say, there's no forgetfulness, there's no forgetting before your throne of glory. The Revival doesn't forget anything. Yeah. You can't forget, you can't remember, right? By definition. If you can't forget something, you can't remember something. You can only remember something if you can forget. If you're capable of forgetting, you're capable of remembering. Capable. Sometimes, unfortunately, we seem to be much more capable of forgetting than remembering. But the capability, the capacity to remember, requires the capacity to forget. By definition. If you can never forget, you can never remember. It's ever present, it didn't go anywhere. The Rebbe Yisrael doesn't forget. If he can't forget, he can't remember. So what does it mean? The Rebbe Yisrael, oh, he'll remember the names of the Yidin. Aaron walks in. Hashem says, look, oh, Taka, God, Zavulun, ah, Yisachar, ah, Naftali, ah, Geshmak, ah, Chidenknach, I remember now. All these special, special Yidin. Avram, Yitzchak, Yankiv, ah, thank you so much, Aaron, for bringing these names. And I have such fond memories. It brings me back to the good old days, says the Rebbe Yisrael. And when you don't wear, Hashem forgets. Hashem doesn't remember. Buzz <coughs> epits. What does this mean over here? What's this supposed to mean? That there are Avnizi Koroin with Hashem for Hashem to remember. What is Hashem remembering if Hashem can't forget? And what, is it, and what happens when we don't wear them? What's going on over here? So this was a question we asked together with the other questions. The duality of the nature of the Big Te Kahuna and why we start with the Aphoid. Again, we said over there what we said over there, but we're going to reconnect with ideas that we said over there, but let's focus tonight on the Avni Zikar, what, what, what was forgotten. So again, how can Hashem remember things if Hashem can't forget? It's impossible. And we brought as evidence that Hashem doesn't forget the line that we say in Unasan HaToykev, There's no forgetting. And I'm sorry, not in Unasan HaToykev. We say this in the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, you, there's no forgetting anything by, by your, your throne of glory. And that, you know, does allow us to ask other questions in other places, which we have asked in, in, in other times. And there's other areas 
where we seem to be talking about Hashem remembering things. Avinu Malkeinu, talk a lot about Hashem remembering. Zachreinu l'chaim toivim. Zachreinu l'geulav Yeshua. Remember us for redemption. Remember us for salvation. We implore, implore Hashem now. Remember now all the Yid in Ukraine for, for redemption, for salvation. Zachreinu l'chaim toivim. Zachreinu l'farnosov v'chalkolo. Remember us. This is the same question over there. Remember us, and, and when we don't ask Hashem, then Hashem is forgetting us. And the whole Yom Nairaim are rife and replete with such, you know, examples of tefillah, such mentionings. We talk about Zachreinu L'chaim, Zachreinu L'chaim, Melech Hovitz B'chaim, Kozveinu V'Zachreinu V'Sefer Chaim Toivim. What's this idea of asking Hashem to remember us that we say in so many different places um, when it would seem to be an impossibility to ask Hashem to remember us for anything. You talk about remembering again, you're talking about forgetting. So here we have to summon from past discussions a very, very, very fundamental idea in Yiddishkeit. And it is equally applicable, just as applicable and just as clarifying and illuminating over here as it is in those other discussions. And that is, what does it mean when we talk about the zikaron of Hashem? Hashem remembering. Hashem having zichroinus. It doesn't mean remembering. It doesn't. Because Hashem can't remember. Hashem can't remember. Because Hashem can't forget. Right? It's, it's the same idea that we have to be bold and brave to be able to say such a thing. But you know, like those famous apikursasha questions, everybody knows there's always that apikurus who's waiting to run into you, waiting to encounter you and stump you with a stumperoo. Right? What do the apikursim like to ask? Can God make a rock that he can't pick up? You guys ever heard that one? There's another one that they ask the, the, the yeshiva guys who went off the derech. The yeshiva guys that became apikursim. They ask a different version of that. They ask, can God make a bowl of cholent that he can't eat? Can God make a bowl of cholent that he can't eat? Yeah? When you hear a question like that, oh, so where do you go to yeshiva, huh? So, uh, so um, the answer is no, he can't. Hashem can't make a bowl of cholent that he can't eat. He can't make a rack that he can't pick up because then that would limit him and he can't be limited. There's nothing that he can't do, including things that he can't not, not, not do, right? No matter how many double, triple negatives you throw in there, he can't limit himself. He can't do something that will limit his ability to do things. He can't do something that he can't do because he has to be able to do anything. So he can't forget. Forgetting is, you know, not doing something. Forgetting is... Capacity to forget because Hashem, I'm sorry, sorry, Hashem can't remember, he can't remember because he can't forget. That, that's, that must be Yatsev So what do we do then with concepts like Avni Zikaron, with Zachreinu Lechaim, with Zuchor HaChamecha? By the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, Zeicher takes on a slightly different meaning. We talk about Hashem being Zeicher. Zeicher means to associate. To associate. What, what Hashem associates us with. Associate you know, in Ivris, the word they use in Ivris is, if that's maybe it makes it easier for some of the audience to understand, associate, to be mizdahe, what the hisdahahus is. That's as to associate. The zikaron by Kaddish Baruch Hu is, what does he associate us with? We trigger things by the Rebbein Shalalim. We evoke other ideas, other concepts by the Rebbein Shalalim the same way that's how we work in terms of our memory. What, what, oftentimes, what, what triggers our memory? Triggers, you know? Sometimes, you know, 
there are events that escape us. We can't pin this down. When did this happen? When did that happen? When did the other thing happen? But sometimes we'll find ourselves, you know, I know, I'm terrible with dates. I'm terrible with remembering, you know, what, when, when things happen in my own life and, you know, how old my kids are, what their birth dates are. That don't, you know, I'm not the right one to ask. I'm not the right one to ask, ever. You know, Bliyayn Hara, we have not a small amount of children, and their ages change every single year, each and every one of them. The ages are always changing. So, yeah, I don't even, I've given up. I don't even try to remember how old they are. When th- something happened, when would this, the upshare to this kid, when did this kid become bar mitzvah? Forget about it. But it's funny, the funny thing is sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll remember that, oh, this happened, Chanukah, Tavshin Samach Gimbal. Why? Because I remember I was wearing a purple tie by his bar mitzvah, and that purple tie I got for Chanukah, Tavshin Samach Gimbal. So that was when that, that bar mitzvah happened. So we have triggers like that, that our memory works in funny ways. We can have hooks, we can have triggers. And that is an element of our memory is associations, hooks and triggers. Sometimes they're very nonsensical, non sequitur, and sometimes they're arbitrary, and sometimes they are essential hooks and triggers. That is a, a part of the memory process, and by a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's all of what's meant by memory. It's never about remembering where something was forgotten, but it's about the association, the hook, the trigger. When the Rebbeinah Shalalem sees us, what are we associated with? What do we conjure up? What's the hook? What's the trigger? And that's what we're always davening for on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur. Zachreinu l'chaim. Rebbeinah Shalalem, let us be associated with life. Let us have his dahus, mizdahi, with life. Zachreinu l'chaim toivim. Let us be associated with that because we're, we're always messy. We're mixed bags. We're all over the place. We do good things, we do bad things, we, saw, we, we, we shine and soar, and we sink and stumble. We're always, uh, we're very, very, very complex, all of us, each and every one of us. We're complex, we're complicated, we're, we're, we're double standards, all, we're, we're, we're everywhere, we're so scattered. When we on Yom Kippur and Yosh Hashanah, saying, see me as that person who, who deserves life. See me as that person who deserves Gul of Yeshua, let that be who I am. Let that be the association. Let that be the trigger. Not by bad stuff. That's not who I am. Don't let me be, I don't want to be associated. Don't let me be associated with all the shlechtazach and all the bad stuff. I want to be associated with the good stuff. Let, let that be who I am. Let that be the trigger. Let that be the hook. Klor, that's what zikaron is by the Rebbein Shalom. What's the association? What are we associated with? What do I, we identify with? What are, what, what are we triggered by? And what happens when a Kodesh Baruch Hu sees us? What does he see? What is he associated with us with? Our good stuff, our good deeds, when we shine and soar, or Chashom, where we sink, the sordid parts. So getting back to the Avni Niluim and Avnei Choshen. The Kain Gadol, when he works before the Rebbein Shalom, he has stones on his shoulders and stones on his chest, on the Choshen, and both sets of stones have all the names of Kla Yisrael and Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. And these stones are called Avnei Zikaron, stones of memory for the Rebbein Shalom to remember us. To remember us. The Rebbein Shalom doesn't need to remember us. He doesn't forget us. He can't forget us. What, what, what are these stones doing? And what's the function of these stones in being Avnei Zikaron, stones for Hashem to remember us? So Teretzis, it's the exact same idea who Adavashar Dibarnu. Not stones for Hashem to remember us, but stones of association. For the Rebbein Shalom to have a Hizdahus, an association that's a good association with, for Kalal Yisrael. We should be associated with something very good. Kalal Yisrael, Gans Kalal Yisrael, our origins. And, and 
our Sharashim, everything that we stand for, should have the best association possible. It should be a Zikarim. That's the point of the Avonim. And, but what is that? What is that association? Chlal Yisrael should have a good association before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Constantly. Tamid, the Pasuk says. A constant association with something good. A constant hook and trigger with something good. That's where Klai Yisrael's association should be by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the function of the Avonim. But with what? What are we being associated with? Who can figure it out? Rebbeisha wants Klai Yisrael to have a good association. What is that association? Anyone figured it out? No? We want Klaisel to be associated with. Come on, Rabbi Say. Come on. When did I lose everyone? Should we back up? What? The, the tribes are representative of Klaisel. That is Klaisel. I'm the Zikar. Not Hashem. No, no. Someone else will try to. What? Well, the office and, 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 and tribes, that is Klaisel. That is Klaisel. The names are Klaisel. We want Klaisel to be associated with. No, with. With. Well, good things. That's a nice kind of, that's like writing that answer on the test, like in such a way that the teacher could, however this is, is this spelled with a U or with an E? I'll kind of write it in a way that if the teacher wants to see a U, they'll see a U. If they want to see an E, they'll see an E. I've done that too. We want Kleisel associated with? Abnei Zikarim, Kleisel should be associated with, always associated before the relation, with, 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 with? The Kaingado, thank you! Who's wearing the names? The Kaingado. The Kain Gadol, Chaim Taim Lushon, Pinchas Yankis. Good for you. Good for you. The Kain Gadol. The Kain Gadol. The Kain Gadol, Rabbi Yisai. The Kain Gadol is wearing Kleisrael on him, wearing Kleisrael on his heart, wearing Kleisrael on his shoulders, so that way when he comes into the Beis Hamikdash and into the Mishkan, Avnei Zikarin, Levnei Yisrael, Lefanai Tamid, there's an association. Avnei Zikarin, remember, Zikarin always means association. Kleisrael should be associated with the Kain Gadol. The Kain Gadol wears Kleisrael. The Kain Gadol is wearing Kleisrael. Everybody got it? The point of the Avanim is for there to be an association in Shemaim. It's not an association with Shemaim. The association is happening in Shemaim. Shemaim sees an association, creates an association between Kleisrael and the Kain Gadol. The Kain Gadol. We want there to be this association created, a trigger that Rebbe sees the Kain Gadol. Ah, I see. I associate Kleisrael now with the Kain Gadol. Ah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Kain Gadol is big stuff. He's big stuff. Kain Gadol is wearing us on his chest, wearing us on his shoulders, and that creates a zikaron, an association, an identification between Kleisel and the Kain Gadol. Now, what's the point of that? So let's take that a step further. What that does in Shemaim is the following. We are associated with the Kain Gadol, and that's an amazing schus for Kleisel, but to break down the schus, the schus happens, Rabbi Yisai, on two levels. This, the, the two levels that the schus is happening on, the schus of us being associated with the Kain Gadol, parallel the two levels and the two ideas that are going on in the Big Day Kahuna. This is what we mentioned two weeks ago. The Big Day Kahuna serve two functions, have two jobs, two roles, two roles that the Big Day Kahuna serve. And the Torah spells this out explicitly. Make the big day kahuna l'chavadu l'sifares. That's what it says in one pasuk. The very next pasuk it says, make the big day kahuna l'kachay l'chahanoi. Make the big day kahuna to beautify the kahanim, to make them glorious, to make them 
look really nice, make the big dekuna lechanoi to make them koyhanim, to sanctify them, to elevate them. So what are the big dekuna there for? They, the, you know, to look good and dapper, zoot suit, right? To look really nice. There's, we get dressed up to look really nice. We go to a chasna, we dress our best. Let's lechavur lesifaris. It's not lechatshay lechanoi. You go to a chasna. You know, we have our own sets of clothes now, two, two different types of sets of clothes too. You go to a chasana, you want to look your very best, right? Especially if you're still waiting for your own chasana. Definitely want to go looking your very best, right? I don't know what I'm talking about. You go, you, your nicest suit, your nicest tie, nicest hat, look in the mirror, you look good, great, you go to the chasana. That's l'chavr l'sifar, it's to beautify, to glorify, to make you look great, make you look tip-top, the, the, a perfect specimen of humanity, of a well-dressed gentleman. Or we have wardrobes also, they're not l'chavr l'sifars, but l'kach l'chahanoili. You know, you have Russia yeshiva, the Russia yeshiva. Um, they all, vice the shop at the same exact store. They, they all, the, the, there's one store in Lakewood and one store in Meisharim that sells Russia yeshiva ties. They all wear the same tie, very boring, very boring, drab, um, no, no, really not so much color, not really any color at all, shades of, different shades of black, maybe if you look closely enough, very drab tie, very boring tie, and same salesman too, probably, right? And then that's the innerwear, the, the tie, it's all the same tie. And then the frack, you got the frack. Frack, one size, not one size fits all, but it's the same exact, everyone wears the same frack. Not a lot of variety, not a lot of, not very eye-catching, not very fashionable. It's functional, not fashionable. And that's the Rosh Hashiva garb, Rosh Hashiva garb. You know, the, the Rebbe's, the, the Shrimal, the Rebbe's Shrimal. Not a lot of variety in Shrimals, no sir. Especially the Rebbe ones. Oh, that's a Rebbe. The Rebbe Shabbat is a little bit of variety, but not so much still, right? That's Lekatsha Lechahana. You know, the very boring wardrobes of the G'dayle Hador. G'dayle Hador wear boring clothes. They were, it's very dignified. Dignified, but boring. Predictable. Black, a little bit of white, a little bit of gray, dark black, light black. And, and then you have the frack. It's a different type of clothes. A different type of wardrobe, that's lakatsha lakhanoi, clothes that are there to elevate, to sanctify, to raise somebody's station, to upgrade them, to make it clear that they occupy a higher station. Lakabalis Ifar says, well, we want you to look great. We want you to look amazing. We want you to have a knockout wardrobe. Lakatsha lakhanoi is we want your clothes to make it clear to everybody that you occupy a higher station, higher position. And the big lakuna are, 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 are described as having both back to back psukim, as we pointed out in Tetzave, and to return to what we spoke at in Tetzave two weeks ago, we said the idea behind this is that Biktikun have two roles. Because Koyahanim have two roles. Biktikun on the one hand, are Lekatshu Lechahanoi, to upgrade them, to elevate them, to give them a higher status, to give them a shteller, their shteller clothes, a wardrobe of just a, a shteller. But they're also Lekavitzivars, to beautify them, to glorify them. And how can they be both at the same time? Because Koyahanim have two roles at the same time. They have a role of Shluchei Dirachman and Shluchei Didan. They're our agents and they're God's agents. They have an overlapping job. The Gemara calls them God's agents. In the Dharam, the Gemara calls them our agents. Shluchei Rachman, the Rachman, and Shluchei Didan. Which one is it? Are they our agents or are they God's agents? They're both. They're working on behalf of us and they're working on behalf of God. What does that mean? The Rebbein Shalaylam sets up a Mishkan to be able to have the Shrina, to be able to give us Kapara, to be able to give us Bracha, Parnasa, 
Torah, everything that comes down through the Mishkan, but it can't come directly from Hashem because Hashem is too vast and too distant and too high up there. We need an intermediary. Hashem needs an agent. Hashem needs a Yoda Arichta to be able to interface through the Mishkan to us and give us Kapara, give us Chachma, give us Torah. That's the Kaihanim. So from Hashem's perspective, the Kaihanim are Shluchei Derachmona, Hashem's agents. If they're Hashem's agents, they have to dress the part. They have to be they have to wear a wardrobe of, of which is a shteller, which is, marks them as having an elevated position. They have to be elevated to be Hashem's agents. From our perspective, they're shluchei didan. Shluchei didan means we have an obligation to serve Hashem. We have an obligation to bring kabbalas to Hashem. We have an obligation to keep a menorah lit before God. We have an obligation to bring ketores every day for God. We have an obligation to tend to the lechem upon Him once a week for God. We have an obligation to be maker of korbanis, to show our, our loyalty, to show our um, allegiance and our subservience to God. And that's what's happening in the base Hamidrash. From our perspective, we can't just do that on our own. We're not, we're not, we're, we're too distant to run to the base Hamidrash and light the menorah and burn the guitars. We have to have people that can represent us in our jobs, our duties in serving God. And that's the Kaihanim. They represent us as well. So it's very interesting. They're in this fulcrum in the middle. They're intermediaries, which is an overlapping inter intermediary. They're a medium representing God, God giving, and they're intermediary representing us, us serving. They're that medium. And why, that, they, where, why are they that medium that represent us? Because we're a little bit too distant. We're a little bit too impure, too contaminated, so to speak, too mundane. We need an elevated species, an elevated specimen of humanity. We need humanity that's more holy, that's more elevated, that, 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 that is uh, on a, a slightly upper echelon than we are, and that's the kaihanim. So being that the kaihanim are selected to represent us as the finest specimen of humanity, they have to dress gorgeous and beautiful and amazing. They are our representatives because they represent the spitz, the creme de la creme of humanity. We got to dress them geschmack. We got to dress them for the occasion. If you represents our best foot forward, we have to make sure that you're dressed for the chasnag, you're dressed for the party. That's l'chad ulisifaris. Amazing. Amazing. Again, we're, we're also taking a little bit further ideas that we spoke at last time. We're building on what we talked about in Tetzaveh. But an amazing insight, Rabbi Yisai, the big thing is going to have two overlapping roles because the Kayana have two overlapping roles. When you are God's agent, you have to have the shtela. That's the frak. From a country's perspective, you're wearing the drab tie and the frak. That's the shteller, the elevation. From our perspective, we're dressing you for the party. We're showing that that we, you know, this is our best foot forward. These are our best representatives. These are, this is the creme de la creme of humanity. We dress you to, 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 to glorify you. We beautify you. These two aspects of kahuna and big day kahuna also show up in the avnei zikaron, in the avnei chayish and avnei miluim. Both aspects show up in the stones of remembrance, what Hashem is using to remember Klaistro. And as we said, remembering doesn't mean remembering, it means associating. The Rebbeinah Shalom, by having the names of all the Jews, the, the, the source matter, the Shoirashim, the, 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 the roots and the core matter of all, of all Klai Yisrael, all Judaism, all Jewish people, on Aaron Akoyim's chest and on Aaron Akoyim's shoulders, that is Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael's up here, Klai Yisrael's over here. Klai Yisrael's now associated with, with what again? With whom? With the Kain Gadol, very good. Associate with the Kain Gadol. 
And what does it mean Klai Yisrael is associated with the Kayin Gadol? Klai Yisrael is now associated with the Kayin Gadol both ways. From L'Kavshu L'Chanoyli and from L'Chavar L'Sifares. Meaning, Klai Yisrael, from Hashem's perspective, is, on, is emblazoned on the Kayin Gadol's chest, is being born on the Kayin Gadol's shoulders. And from the Rebani Shalom's perspective, Shluchei Derachmana, I've selected the Kayin Gadol's Baruch Hu because I see the Kayin as the medium within which I can display myself, I can give from myself, I can, I can radiate goodness and bracha to the Velt, I can do that through the Kayhanim, because the Kayhanim are this elevated group of people. They're elevated, they're sanctified, and I'm going to give bracha through them. And you know what, says the Rebbein Shalaylam, now that I've selected Kayhanim, to be that elevated people, I want Klai Yisrael to be associated with that elevation as well. Meaning, I want to I have a trigger, I want to have a hook, that whenever I see the Kain Gadol, who's not just a Kain who's elevated, he's the Kain Gadol, the elevated of the elevated. He's the highest of the highest. He has the frack of all fracks. His frack has three buttons in the back. That's the Kain Gadol. He has the frack of fracks. He has the tie of all ties, the Rosh Hashiva tie of all ties. He's elevated beyond the elevations. I want him, that kind of to evoke memories of Klai Yisrael. I don't want to see him as a separate element. I don't want to see him as, you know, someone that, that stands alone. I want to see him as being Klai Yisrael's sanctification, Klai Yisrael's elevation, and I want to associate that elevation, that sanctification, that Kedusha with Klai Yisrael themselves. So from the Rebbein Shalom's perspective, he says, I want there to be a Zikarim, in association with the Kayin Gadol and Klai Yisrael, and I want to see that Klai Yisrael really is even at a greater distance and at a, at a, a vast, lessened degree, but they are the beginnings of that sanctification. And a good muscle to this would be, you know, we have, we're farmers, we have a farm, we take off truma. We take off truma, we give it to the Kayin. In a certain sense, yes, the truma is, 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 is the matnas kahuna, is the gift to the Kayin, but in, from a different perspective, we can now look at the rest of the field that's left behind is the, it's called the Shirayim of the Truma. Even though Truma is only 2% and you're left with 98%, you're left with 98%, but um, that's understood in Lumdis as what's left behind from the Truma. And Chazal always said that there's a Din, it shows up in Din, that you have to leave something behind. You can't make everything Truma. There's got to be something that's nisha, something that's left behind, because we look at the 98% as what was left behind from the truma. So the truma is what was elevated, sanctified, and at a vast, vast distance, the 98% is the end, like tail end of that sanctification. There's a zikar, there's an association. We want the kind of to wear Klai Yisrael on his shoulders and on his chest for Hashem to see that this is Klai Yisrael is in, in, their, in their, their highest sanctification, but the rest of Klai Yisrael is, a, a tail end of that is connected, that is associated with that. That creates an association that puts us in a very good place when, when Hashem wants to give to us through the Kain Gadol, because we are associated with that sanctification of the Kain Gadol. Beautiful. And, Midachis, from the other perspective as well, the Kain Gadol has the Avnei to be associated with Klai Yisrael via the fact that they're the Shluchei Didan, and when they are, are our representatives, we are making the, the creme de la creme. These, you, these are the, this is the best of the best. 
These are the best specimens, the best representatives of Klai Yisrael, our best foot forth. This is who we, we want to serve in the, in, 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 in the Mishkan. We want these people to serve in the Beis HaMikdash. We want them to bring Korbanas on our behalf, to be Maktikaters on our behalf, to light them on our behalf. They're our best, rep, our, our, our best men. These are our best men, so we're going to dress them beautifully. But when we dress them beautifully, we're going to put our names on their shoulders, our names on them, so there's an association between us and them because they're our agents. They're, they're, they, they are our best men, our best foot forward, but don't re- forget, we punish them that they're, they're coming from us. And we select them, we chose them, we, we sent them there. That's the Zikarn from our perspective. A beautiful, amazing idea. We see how so, so much comes together over here. And that's why, Rabbi Isai, there's two sets of Avnei Zikarim. That's why we had the Avnei Chayshin and the Avnei Shoyam, the Avnei Shem on the shoulders, the Avnei Chayshin on, 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 on the breastplate, is because there's a duality in the Zikarim as well, duality in the association. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be associated with the elevated, sanctified Kahanim, and we want to be associated with the Kahanim as our best agents, our best men, the most beautiful, most glorious representatives of Klai Yisrael. The Avnei Shoyam, that's us putting our names on their shoulders, for the Shluchei Didan, for us to be associated with the Kayana from our perspective, and our names on the Chayshen, on the breastplate, is from the Rebbein Shem's perspective. The breastplate is where Hashem's name is, inside. The, on the, that piece of parchment, inside the Chayshen, is where HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name is. That's Rebbein Shem saying, I want to see that Kayin Gadol is associated with you as well. I want to see that you're the vestiges, the tail ends of all the Kedush, all the sanctification that I sanctified him with, that you're the tail end of that. Beautiful, amazing. And, and, and so we see the duality that we explained <coughs> by Vikte Kahuna shows up in Avnei Zikaran. That's why there's two sets of Avnei Zikaran. And once again, idea of Avnei Zikaran, the idea of Zikaran means not remembrance. Hashem cannot remember because Hashem cannot forget, but it's an association that we're associated with the Kayen Gadol. He wears us. He's wearing us. That creates a hook and a trigger. Okay, very good. We have a couple minutes left. It's Pasha Shkolem this week. Vayakel Shkolem. So we're going to speak at one idea about Shkolem. Quick idea on Shkolem. Shkalim. <clears throat> Everyone had to give a machzis a shekel, a half a shekel, no more, no less, no greater, no fewer. Even if you're a wealthy person, you can't give more. You're a poor person, you can't get away with less. No scholarships for the uh, machzis shekel. Not covered by EBT. You couldn't get a discount for the machzis shekel. Everyone had to pay it in full regardless of your financial standing. And why is this? Why does everyone have to give the same exact amount? Why can't we give discounts? Why can't we give group rates? Group rates? Discounts? Sign up for your machas shekel a month in advance and get, get a 25% reduction. Come with 50 of your friends and you guys will all get 30% off. No, 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 no. No group rates, no reductions, no scholarships. And you can't give more either. Everyone has to give a half. So Advar Matikin, there's a well-known, famous, age-old idea over here that the idea of being able to give half and having to give half and not being able to give any more or less than half is the idea of achtos, a unity. We're coming to build a mishkan. The mishkan has to be built off of unity, harmony. If I can only give half, that means my half needs another half to become a whole. If I can give a whole, so I don't need anyone else. If I have to give a half, I need somebody else. This is not a new idea, but let's give it some new havana. Let's try to build off of this idea very quickly and briefly. We need Achtos to build the, 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 the Mishkan. We need Achtos to build the Mishkan. Why? Why do we need Achtos to build the Mishkan? Let's ask a question. 
Good. So that's the lesson of the Maxa Shekel. Why, why do we need Achtos? Why can't one Gvir come and build the whole Mishkan? And, and why is it a, let's ask another question, why is it a breach of Achtos if I give a whole Shekel? I, I, know, I know about all my Yid, I, I love them all. I want to give a whole Shekel. Why is that a breach of Achtos? Why is that a lack of Achtos? Why do we need unity to build a Mishkan? And why is it a lack of unity if I decide to give an entire Shekel? Why is that a lack of unity? And the idea is like this, everybody said, the verse like this. Why do you need unity to build a Mishkan? Why, if there is a lack of unity, is there a lack of a Mishkan? Because the Mishkan's there to bring the Shechina in. And if the is going to come into this world, it needs Klai Yisrael to be together, not to be apart. Why? Because when Klai Yisrael is apart and broken up, there's a lot of individualities. A lot of distinctive parts. What we call ribui, a lot of pieces and parts scattered. Klai Yisrael is a lot of individuals. And the Shechina is the very opposite. The Rebbein Shalom is all about Ichud, it's about oneness. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is one. Echad, Yachad, Umayuchad. Shemay Echad. Hashem Echad, Shemay Echad. Hashem is all about oneness. All of Hashem is ultimately oneness. It all comes together. Everything that we detect as, and see, everything that we see as different properties, there's a meat of Din, a meat of Chesed, this meat and that meat, we all know that ultimately at the highest level it's all unified, it's all one. The Shechina is one, Hashem is one, Hashem doesn't have different parts, disparate uh, components. Hashem is not composite, Hashem is unified and, 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 and simplistic. That's what Hashem is. If we want to bring Hashem into this world, we need to be in harmony with Hashem. We have to be in consonance with Hashem. We have to achieve Ichud, oneness. The more Klaistro achieves oneness, we all come together as one, then this is Matzah Minai. This is the natural wavelength of the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah can come in. If we're a lot of individualities, we're all broken up into lots of pieces and parts, that's a steer to the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah is, is, is unified, is simplistic unification. For us to bring the Shekhinah in, Klai Yisrael, as that device, as that foundation, has to be unified. When there's Achtos, we're closer to being in, in sync in, in the same way, wavelength as the Shekhinah. Hashem is all one. When we are broken up, we can't be a foundation, a focal point, a, a, a medium for the Shekhinah because we're the opposite of the Shekhinah. That's the vart why we have to have um, oneness. Because Hashem is ultimately one. The Shekhinah, the Mishkan is about bringing the oneness of Hashem down here. And this is why, just slipping sideways for a moment, you can ask an, a, 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 a perplexing question on the Mishkan. What was, Rabbi Isai, if there's one thing that you found all over the place in the Mishkan, what's one thing that was everywhere in the Mishkan? Everywhere! What was everywhere in the Mishkan? Okay, this is not a trick question, but it's a tricky question. I'll answer it. No, the answer is not the coin Gadol this time. <laughs> what was everywhere in the Mishkan? I'll, I'll, make it easy. I'll give you guys a hint. What was everywhere in the Mishkan? The Shekhinah was everywhere. Good. The Aron was not everywhere. It was only in the Kedosh Kedoshim. What was everywhere? I'll make it. I'll give you guys a hint. It was something that was everywhere in the Mishkan that we generally, we, we're, we, we're really never allowed to have this. Hardly ever allowed to have this. It was everywhere. Shatnas! Shatnas! Shatnas was everywhere in the Mishkan. Everywhere. The big day kahuna. We're all Shatnas. Not only that, guys know the, the, the carpets and the curtains on the roof of the Mishkan, the walls of the Mishkan, they were Shatnas too. Those were also made out of Shatnas. The entire structure of the Mishkan was draped in Shatnas. Shatnas. And the kind of were running around wearing Shatnas. Shatnas galore. What's going on? 
Inside, outside, everywhere, surrounded by Shatnas. The Mishkan was swimming in Shatnas. But it's the exact same idea. We can't have Shatnas. We can't get into this at length now. But the Svar Mekdash tells Shatnas is two opposite elements. It's like Din and Chesed, they want to say, similar to Basar B'cholav. It represents the animal world. It represents the, the vegetable world. It's wool and linen, wool from sheep, linen from the ground. It's kind and Hevel. Opposites, opposites. You can't combine opposites. But by, that, by the Rebbeinu Shalayim, there are no opposites. Echad, yachad, miyuchad. There are no opposites by the Rebbeinu Shalayim. Everything has one origin point. Everything is one by Hashem. There are no opposites there. The Mishkan, which is the source of everything, is swimming in Shatnas because everything comes together in the Mishkan. There's no opposites. Beautiful idea. This is, this is why, um, why, um, we have to have achdus to make a mishkan. We have to have achdus to bring the shechina in. The shechina is one, is unified. If we are unified, we're, we're in harmony with the shechina. We're in constant in the same way that the shechina can come in. If we're broken up, the shechina can't come in. Okay, so why is it then, Rabbi Yisai, that I can't give a whole shekel and say, but uh, uh, there's not a breach of my achdus, I'm going to give a whole. But I'm, I'm still part of Klai Yisrael. The answer is, when you give a whole, you are not together with Klai Yisrael. You are making yourself independent. You're making yourself alone. You're making yourself someone that stands alone. And even if you can afford it, you have to understand that I want to be able to be working together with someone that only has a half. I want to be aware of someone that only has a half. I want to come together with someone that only has a half. No matter what I can give, no matter what's going on in my calm, peaceful life, I want to be a half to be able to be in link with someone that only has a half. That's the greatest achdus. And this is what the machs shekel is all about. Then we can bring the shechin in. When we don't rest on our laurels and enjoy our comfortable, complacent lives, I'm a whole, and I'm a whole person, and that's how I'll serve Hashem. I have to always make myself a half so I have another half to constantly remind me of the rest of Kala Yisrael. And in terms of current events, we said in the beginning that we were going to get back to current events. So everybody said, this is what's going on right now. And I want to tell the Olam something. I want to share this with, some, with, with every one of us, everyone in Zoom space, everyone there in WhatsApp land. This may get us in trouble, may get you guys in trouble, okay? Because, because you're sitting here and it's being caught on tape that everyone here is listening to this. It may get you guys in trouble. But I want to say something. There's two categories of people going on right now with all the chaos that's going on in Ukraine. Two types of people. There's the people that are getting so inspired and are sharing these quotes about Mashiach and prophecies and this Godel dressed up in Shabbos to Kakleder, and this was said hundreds of years ago, and we have this Messiah. Mashiach is on the way. The Gemara says that when you hear thunder and lightning, Mashiach is coming. There's a group of Yidin right now that are getting so excited about Mashiach. And there's a group of Yidin that are getting up and doing something to help out the Yidin in Ukraine. Vos Mashiach. Mashiach knows when he's supposed to come. Mashiach hasn't worked out, Rabbi Sai. When we stop, we start forwarding on this message and that message. Mashiach, 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 Mashiach. You know what? We're forgetting about Kleistro. We're getting soaked. Oh, give out the... Wow, the Ukraine is going up in flames. All these years are going... But Mashiach is coming! Hooray! It's a travesty. An utter neglect to what's going on to our brethren in, in, in Ukraine and Kiev. We get excited about Mashiach? Mashiach will worry about Mashiach. That's not our job. And that our job, that's us getting complacent and saying, well, which they're, they're the uh, vice, the Chefta Shal Mitzvah, right? They're the Korban. 
They were the carbon that's going up. They're going up in flames because Mashiach, Mashiach is coming. Mashiach is coming. The Rebellion Bear dressed up in Shabbos stick of clothing. Mashiach is coming. No, let's dance. Let's dance. Mashiach. We got to help these people out. That's the only thing we need to be thinking about right now. When we start getting excited about Mashiach, there's no Achtos. No Achtos. We're just thinking about Mashiach. Mashiach can take care of himself. Mashiach will come. God's fine. He has no problems with coming. Our job is not to be getting up and dancing. Our job is not to share all this excitement. The excitement is Meshachach, pushes out of our heads all the suffering. Our job is to be there with the suffering. Our job is to be a master shackle for the broken shkolem in Ukraine and to worry about them, take care of them, dive for them, send them money, send them help, and Mashiach will, 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 be, will be okay, Rabbi. So I guarantee you, Mashiach will still come, he'll be okay. This is our job. This is the limut of Machsa Shekel. Thank you very much. Good Shabbos. Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Who's our agent? Who is our agent? Yeah, since we don't have Kargadol, we don't have a connection. So basically, we're just an eye anymore. Oh, so it goes to our Shliach Zibor. And when we dab, it goes to Tzfila now. Oh, also, when you asked what's in the base of Mikdash, I thought the answer was blue. Oh, okay.